Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Seth and I have been spending the last five minutes marveling at the San Francisco 49ers it's, during the break. <laughs> it really – well, you started talking about how, how many guys they've acquired on this team without spending first-round picks on a lot of them. Right. And, like, some of their stud, stud players were either acquired via trade or mid-round draft pick or veteran free agents, and they've just – like, it's – what what sparked this was, if you want to know what a crapshoot it is trying to find a quarterback, if you, look at the San Francisco 49ers because it's hard to argue that there's a better managed team in terms of roster construction, coaching, all of that. They are just awesome. When you watch them play in that Seahawks game, they've got a third-string rookie quarterback out there who's really not throwing the ball all that accurately, but they're just just – Physically dominating people, so they're doing all this. They're beating the they're beating the snot out of people every time a Forty ers ball carrier was tackled. The Seahawks defender was moving backwards every time a Seahawks ball carrier was tackled. He was getting blasted backwards. It's just they're a physically dominant football team, and yet they can't find a quarterback. You know, like they just that's how hard it is to find a quarterback. The 49ers are doing it better than anybody else, and they can't find a quarterback. Not only can they not find one, I think you could argue they've made one of the worst trades to try to find one over the last oh, yeah. couple of years. In the money they've spent between the money they've spent on Garoppolo yep. and the draft capital they spent on Trey Lance. Yep. Yeah, I just I I think at some point they should just say, "Well, screw it." You know, yeah, we could have used that draft capital on Making more awesome personnel choices Dude, like we usually do, they, you know, and then and then have your Brock Purdy. They have they have players in the top three to five at so many positions, like the top three to five for that position yeah. at so many positions. They, Debo Samuel, you can make an argument, top five receiver. Uh, George Kittle, definitely a top five tight end. Christian McCaffrey, when healthy, definitely a top five running back. Trent Williams, all pro tackle. Uh, Juszczyk is the best fullback in football, and that's just on the offensive side of things. Like Defensively, Nick Bosa is the best defensive player on the planet right now. Fred Warner Fred is Warner, yeah. top, a top linebacker. It's just it's remarkable how good they are. It's just it's amazing. I did, well, and like Ayuk is a guy that 
is he had over a thousand yards receiving this year too. Right. And he's I'll tell you what I'll tell you what the 49ers do. And it's got to be frustrating as hell for other offensive coordinators to hear uh, guys like us bitch about throwing short of the sticks because you know what the 49ers do <laughs> all the, the time? Yeah. They throw like three yards short of the sticks yeah. and then Ayuk or Debo just bulldoze uh, bulldoze somebody or or use check uh, bulldoze somebody for the first down plus seven more yards. That game on that, that game on Saturday, the 49ers averaged 10 yards after the catch. Ten yards after the That's catch. Incredible. It's absurd. Yeah. So Shanahan's out there throwing uh, short of the sticks all the time because he's because he's eviscerated the defense enough that they're spread out all over the place and there's room to run for those guys. That's the game of the weekend, right? Is that the one you're most looking forward to? Here are the four games. The Saturday games are Jags, Chiefs, and then the night game is Giants, Eagles. Then the Sunday games. Man, this Sunday slate is great. Uh, Bengals, Bills in Buffalo, and then the late game is Cowboys at the 49ers. Which of those four? I'm looking most forward to Cowboys and 49ers. I think Jaguars Chiefs is intriguing to me just because it's intriguing. Yes, if they if they make a game of that, yeah. And the Jaguars, I, I want to say that they beat the Chiefs with like a minus three turnover ratio this year. Am I getting my years mixed up? Um, I'll look it up. It was so no, but the Jaguars, I think, as far as I, like, I don't want to overstate the scrappiness or anything like that. But I'm intrigued by Trevor Lawrence and how well he's been playing. And uh, there, there's a part of it, though, that I want the Chiefs to win, not just because the AFC South thing, but because uh, it's just when you spend your whole season building up to something, uh, all of a sudden when you take a detour at the end, when you realize that Wally World is closed, right. it's a little bit disappointing, you know? They lost to the Chiefs this year. So I'm, I'm, you may be thinking of, a, of another game. I'm thinking game. of some other. Yeah, yeah it might have been last some, year. Some other game. But they, I thought they beat them at like a minus four turnover ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, the poll for um, Sean Payton and how many what what percentage of Texans fan would trade the twelfth pick for Sean Payton? Before we get to the results of the poll, let's just reset. Here was Sean Payton on Colin Cowherd's show when asked about um, would you consider a job like the Houston Texans? Are you willing to consider that? If, if absolutely you, okay, you here's would. why. Um, and look, I think I know the ownership group. Not very well, but we practiced against the Texans okay. in New Orleans four or five different times. So um, Cal McNair, his his late father, um, we'd we'd see them, and so I don't I don't know him well, but I but I know them. We we you know when you when you practice for three days with an opponent, you, you get a chance to meet a lot of the different personalities and people involved in the building. Um, they've got really good draft capital. Really good draft couple capital. A couple good young players. They're in a division that you can at least look at and say, all right, Indy, Tennessee, Jacksonville is nothing. But you, you can at least, all right, how do we? So I, I think there's growth potential immediately there from their two or three wins that they had this year. Um, I know Nick a little bit, Casario, mm-hmm. um, because, again, when he was in New England, we had a lot of practices with, with their team. So each team would be just like we're having that discussion. There'd be... Pros and that that's the significance though of the upcoming week or two of meeting mm-hmm. some of these individuals, asking some questions, maybe some difficult questions, and and trying to get answers so that we're not having difficult questions when you've already taken the job. Poll wound up uh, the poll that I did on Twitter wound up with uh, over thirty two hundred votes uh, yesterday. Uh, it's it's over double what I get on a normal poll that I put up. So people are people are uh, 
are interested in the in the Peyton to the Texans topic, it would seem. Um, no was the winner. Almost 58% of people voting in this poll said they would not trade the 12th overall pick in the draft for Sean Payton. I'm a little surprised. I'm, I, I'm, I, I don't... I think you can argue either way. I don't think it's a slam dunk one way or the other. I'm just surprised that no was the winner for something like that on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, I think there's um, I, there's a lot of like I like Sean Payton. It does feel in some ways almost like he's being paraded around like a, a state hero or something. When okay, they won a Super Bowl, um, and then you know had somewhat disappointing results given how good his quarterback was and how good his offenses were for a long time. Uh, a lot of those good offenses were paired with atrocious defenses. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think he's just like a – he's just a he's, – a, he's a a more physically fit Mike McCarthy in some people's minds, I think. Um, and I think <laughs> By the way, he's I, not physically fit. <laughs> well, but no, he's more physically fit than Mike McCarthy. He is that, yes. Yeah. Yes. So – I, and I think that's what people, some people say. I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating what I feel about him, but I think some people actually feel exactly what I just said. I think he is much more of an offensive mastermind than Mike McCarthy. Um, but this, I, I don't think that for the first round pick that you're spending, I think a lot of people feel like, all right, what am I really getting for that? And yeah. that's even knowing if somebody's being super sober and rational about it and saying, look, all right, that number 12 overall pick, you got a 50 50 shot in general, of getting a good player. It's just, it's it's somewhat random. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. And I don't want to give away that 50% shot at getting a good starting player for the next few years. And, you know, I know that I know you made the very good point that the McNairs have shown that they don't mind, you know, eating a contract on a coach they have to fire. This so, would be a big one, though, if they yeah, had to, yeah. as, as you've said. I do, I do think what you're paying for with... Peyton is a minimized downside risk. Yep. That it, for a team that has had a couple of really embarrassing years, well, three really embarrassing years now in a row, you're almost paying for credibility that this, it's, you know, it's, I, in my mind, it's very unlikely that the Texans would you know, have multiple losing seasons in a row with, with Sean Payton. Agreed. You know, so if that's, if, if that's where your pain point is right now, then I get it. Like, okay, let's get the bar back to respectability at least. Yeah, and I think that's a long-term thing. I think in the short term, you're getting instant credibility, instant relevance. Fans are back at training camp. Season t- the phone's ringing again for season tickets. I, I, yeah. We can't ignore the optics of what that stadium looked like throughout the last couple of years. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to the team. It's embarrassing to the front office, to ownership. When the Chiefs come and take over your stadium to where Andy Reid is thanking the home crowd for the noise in NRG Stadium that helped yeah. them get a win, that's embarrassing. Well, we also have you know the fact that Sean Payton, whether he likes the, the Panthers or anybody else potentially, he might not even... He might not even be coming back to, to coaching, as he and Strahan were discussing on the pregame show. Do we have that? Sunday. Yeah, we've got that. Okay. Let's I got it. two quick questions. One, uh, the flattery was really nice what you said to us. One through ten, what are the chances you'll be here next year with us? Seven. 
Okay. Okay. Seven. 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 Good. Likely. We should ask Eric that question. Okay. Eric Shanks. Seven. But number. The second question was. If you are here and if you are not, how important is craft services to your decision? Because you eat a lot of food. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, wow. Hey, your, your nickname around here is Snack Bar. Yeah, dude. They were, I'll tell you what, they might have, they might have helped the Texans out right there. Sean Payton, uh, they, they, they're, Terry Bradshaw was making fun of him calling him Snack Bar. Because um, wow. craft services, for those of you who don't know, it's not like I know this because I'm inside Hollywood or anything. Right. I've just seen it in movies before. Yes. That's like the, the catering and everything. Yeah. The, uh, the people that take care of the, the talent, so to speak. Boy. So they, they've been calling him Snack Bar. <laughs> what the hell? They're fat <laughs> shaming him into coming back. Well, and you know what? It's, um, I didn't see that, that portion of it. I had just seen later on when Terry Bradshaw called him Snack Bar. And... The look on his face was one of which, like, wait a second, you're calling yeah, me Yeah, yeah, hey, like, pot. Hey, pot. <laughs> well, yeah. Kettle calling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. If Strahan wants to call me Snack Bar, I'll, I'll play along. Right. But, and it looked like, I was trying to figure out, because this is where I would have gained a lot of respect for, for Sean Payton. He kind of, he didn't look like he was happy about getting ribbed in that moment when Bradshaw did it. But I couldn't tell if it was because he got offended or because he was about to come back with something that was just a little too vicious. Oh, you know, he did he a Chris could, Rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sean Payton's <laughs> like, ooh, I could. Mm, huh. yeah, I feel like I put myself in that same situation. I'm like, man, my first instinct is to go to a bad God, place man. here. And I, I better not. I just better not. That was a vicious <laughs> rib they play. They're like, so what are the percentage chances of you coming back for this job? And he's like, Probably about a 70% chance. Oh, so not quite as much as the blockage in your aorta, eh? Like, what, do you, what, what did I do? Payton, the hell? Because, well, the thing is, it's like, uh, you know, you'll, you'll remark at times about how much I eat. Like, I eat yeah. a lot. I, get a, I was blessed with an ability to just eat a boatload of food yes. without, you know, blowing up like a beluga whale. Um, well, I mean, there's a limit. Obviously. I say it in admiration, but, to be clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, if you say that or if you picked on me about it, I'd be like, oh, okay. But, like, Peyton's put some weight on. Yes. You know, like, he's actually, he actually looks pretty hefty. Yep. So, yep. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, okay, if you're going to pay Sean Peyton. $200 million over 10 years to coach, do you put a weight clause in his contract? <laughs> He's got to weigh in on Fridays yes. with everybody. Yes, I think he needs a weight clause. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the video of the audio we just played, and it looked like he kind of, when, when Strahan made the comment about the, the snack bar, uh, it looked like he was just kind of like what, taking it in good stride and just be like, all right, the guys are, yeah, I got gotcha. you. And he's got, he's like giving, giving the stray hand the kind of like, oh, come on, what up? What, come on, buddy. Um, but like in a playful way. Yeah. It was later on when, when Terry Bradshaw jumped in that it was, uh, that was a step too far. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What are you doing, Bradshaw? Well, how old is Bradshaw? Does, is Bradshaw at an age where he just gets a pass for whatever he, Whatever he like, does he have immunity for stuff like that? Like, uh, he's an old man. He's just saying things. How old is Bradshaw? He's got. I don't know because my rule has always been he's seventy four. Seventy four. My rule has always been if you acted that way in your youth, you don't get away with it when you're older. Okay. Like if somebody's a crotchety old jerk when he's seventy four, but he was also a crotchety young jerk when he was twenty eight. Right. Then you don't you don't afford him any leeway. But if all for whatever reason because of pain or you know early dementia or anything like that, they start getting crotchety as they get older. you got to cut them a break a little bit. So Bradshaw, 
I think Bradshaw's as goofy as he's ever been. I say uh, the Peyton should be allowed to fist fight him right there you, because he's uh, because he's just, a, offended his honor. I'm, okay, <laughs> I'm picturing a 59 year old Sean Peyton raining blows down on poor Terry Bradshaw who can barely move. I um, think Bradshaw could take him. I, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe he's got that Louisiana he's toughness. From Louisiana going on. man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fight somebody from Louisiana. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, do you are you buying the seven out of ten chance that he's back in the broadcast booth next year, Sean Payton, or do you think he's coaching no, next year? No, he he's answered lying. that, and I saw your face light up because I think you knew what I was thinking in that moment. He answered that as quickly as he answered whether Houston was a viable option. Oh, yeah, Ben, play that again. Um, I want to hear. I just want to get yeah. myself intoxicated again. Just Are for those- you willing yeah. to consider that? If, if Absolutely. You- okay, you See, look, lying. that was my contention late in the show yesterday, <laughs> is that the way Sean Payton cut off the question so quickly, and he yeah. said, absolutely, here's why, tells me yeah. that he's been thinking about this and that he is... I feel like he's there's great value in eight to one for Sean Payton to be the next Texans the, head coach. The quickness with which he answered seven on a scale of one to ten, the likelihood that he would be back doing television next year, yeah, seemed to me like a guy that knows how to play the game. That uh, nobody nobody knows exactly what Sean Payton's going to do right now, and that if you want him, you're going to have to pay him. Yeah, he's the, the man's got options. Seth, as usual, you make great points. This is where I will yes. back you up and say, <clears throat> of all the things that make up the ethos of Sean Pendergast, you know the one big one that is a big flaw of mine, I am easily sold to. I am very easily sold to. I've said many times I would be a horrible juror because whoever had the final argument, that's who would get my my vote. Yeah, that's our, Sean, that's our strength as a species, is our uh, ability to believe in things, uh, whether they're true or not. Uh, They they bind us together, and they get bookies paid. So exactly. The, uh, so don't don't be ashamed of your gullibility. Okay, it's, right. a, it's our it's our collective gullibility that is both our our greatest strength and our greatest weakness. Why do you, have you to call it to... gullibility? Now I feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I was being an accommodating person. Nope, it's you're being gullible. You're right though. I you am. You just I'm need gullible. to have. Yeah, but then my cynicism gets me at times. Yeah. There's times where I miss out on on great things because I'm a little too skeptical yep. and I'm always kind of looking like, wait a second, what's a, what's a, what's a catch here, mister? Yep, yeah. yep. It's a good balance on the show, for I sure. Know, you didn't, see, Sean, don't feel bad. You grew up with, uh, you grew up, you grew up in a different environment uh, where I, I grew up with a couple of world-class sociopaths like that I learned early on from like, oh, <laughs> Promises are not always kept, nor even intended to be kept, nor ever uttered in truth. Yeah, but we are a corporation, sir. (laughs) I'll never forget that. It's my favorite Seth story ever. All right, you have to listen to the show every day. We're not gonna. You can go find it on the app or whatever. But uh, anyways, seven one three five seven two four six ten. John McClain joins us at eight o'clock on the show today. How much is too much? For uh, a, a tab at a restaurant to stick with an NFL rookie for those position dinners? Because there's a Texans rookie that got nailed with a dinner tab in the final week of the season. We will uh, we'll put the over on. I'm going to get Seth's take on this as a former player next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Hi, right, good to be with you. Payne and Pendergast, Sports Radio 610. Uh, John McClain joins us at the top of the hour. We'll do headlines a little yes. later on this hour. Um, Excited Seth, to talk to John. How much, I am too, how much is too much for a rookie? Let me back up. What's the right yeah. dollar amount for a position group dinner in the NFL? Honestly, I know where this is going. Yeah. And I know we're about to talk to somebody that spent way more than they should. I would say for if it's like a first or second rounder, I honestly I, it should be like five thousand dollars. Yeah, which is a which is a good fun night out for a group of eight to ten guys, Ru- big you know, guys for, with a bunch of a bunch of rich guys, by the way. Yes, but a bunch of rich guys who usually the guys a lot of the rich guys are on their second or third NFL contracts where you as a rookie are still on your first round contract. You could get injured. Like this money's not all guaranteed. So yeah, I always felt that I should never. I never encourage guys to like bury a rookie with a, a huge, a, a huge dinner tab by you know uh, having them spend a bunch of money on fancy liquor. Yeah, um, Laramie Tunsil posted this on his Instagram yeah. account late last week, and I don't know if it was before the Colts game or if this was a season wrap up kind of dinner. It, it, the, the post was later in the week last week after the season was over, 
And it's a post of a, of a dinner tab. It doesn't say where on here. Um, I can't find it. Uh, I can't find where the restaurant, what restaurant it is. But Kenyon Green, first rounder, got stuck with a dinner tab for the offensive line of, you ready for this? Yeah. $51,570.89. Of which... 35,000. Is it 35 or, or 27? I can't tell if that's an 18,000 uh, or 10,000. It was 10, uh, the, the wine, the Screaming Eagle wine. Yeah, it was 18,000 and 17,500 for two bottles of Screaming Eagle wine. So $35,000 yeah. of that was two bottles of wine. Yeah, and that's where, like, I don't know, because I've, I've heard about this for whatever reason. It seems like the offensive line is the worst. Some of the other position groups, uh, this is usually how it goes. The offensive line is the worst. Uh, and I don't know why, because sticking otherwise people with the tab, like a big, bunch of big galoots. So this is the problem. This yeah. is the problem. Okay, the offensive line like to think of themselves as an intellectual group, you know, much more so than they are. But they can get away with it because they're around a bunch of football players. Um, and there's always one or two wannabe nerds that like think they're wine guys, and and they decide. But they also have like deep insecurities. Uh, about what happens to the size of your penis when you're obese and everything. So, like, they just, between wanting to be wine guys and all of those deep insecurities, there's one or two guys that want to stick it, like, like want to buy a couple bottles of Screaming Eagle or something. And, and just, they, they feel like they got to stick it to the rookie somehow. And uh, that, that appears to be what happened here. Yes. Yeah. Um, 30... They got mushroom capped into these two uh, bottles of Screaming Eagle. <laughs> mushroom capped, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the they they've got the itemized bill here. Uh, I will say there's some delicious food that they ordered. I know I saw this this cracked and stuffed lobster. Is that what the cracked is? Cracked is. Uh, is that what intrigued you the most? The lobster there. The... I don't know. I like that they they figured out a way to like spell it with a dollar sign, um, like like <laughs> yeah, like did. Kesha, yeah. the musical artist. Yes. <laughs> like they that. did. Kobe sliders, chicken sliders, Kobe dumplings. Wow. Three servings of Kobe dumplings. Boy, I feel like we should play The Price is Right. You, uh, Seth is already looking at this, so he's got the answers. Three three servings of Kobe dumplings, 114 bucks. Dude, they, they spent nearly a grand on appetizers, these guys. They might have been... Um, there's... Uh, there were the, it's the... Uh, Prime Italian, Prime... Is that Prime or Prime? Prime restaurant group? I don't know where that is in Houston. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, the, at, the, at the bottom of the bill, they have their other restaurants. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't, I'm, I'm guessing, though, I wonder if this is... I, I don't know if Kenyon Green actually had to pay this or not. I you, wonder if somebody either did it as a joke. Yeah. Like, they just told it... Because you see the Screaming Eagles at the very bottom of the yeah. bill. I wonder if somebody told the server, hey, listen, we're going to play a joke on the rookie. Okay. Um, just go ahead and... They did add, boy, I, I bet the server is kind of like, yeah, thanks for the funny joke where I get to look at my would-be $7,300 gratuity. Yeah, exactly. If, uh, if you had bought this. but So you're saying this is a joke, right? Okay, but I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and take this credit card right now anyway. Yeah. So the 18% gratuity would have been uh, $7,309.26. Dude, as a server, you've got to be, as someone who works on tips, you've got to be just yeah. licking your chops when the... Texans offensive line shows up at your restaurant, I would think, yeah. right? Yeah, that's, that's good where, stuff. yeah. And you, that, um, I like the fact that there's a couple of bottles of the Screaming Eagle wine uh, for almost, uh, almost what, 
forty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, um, th- yeah, thirty for almost forty thousand yeah. dollars. But then uh, somebody also did get three cans of Red Bull. Right. So right, there's right. A, you got the whole spectrum there. You got a Red Bull and vodka guy, and you got the want, wants to be fancy drinking Screaming Eagle vodka. To, I like. To, I, I, yeah. I, I want to know. Screaming Eagle uh, wine. Yeah. I want to know who ordered the strawberry margarita. <laughs> At a steakhouse. Yeah. There's one strawberry margarita. It better not here. have been Kenyan Green. He needs to be off the sugar. Yes. Okay? Yes. Uh, and I hope that was sugar free Red Bull if that was Kenyan. None Green. of the lobster mac and cheese Kenyan. None of the none of the potato skins. None of the yeah, bacon cheddar be, tater tots. No. Yeah, you need to be on slow slow carbs and uh, protein, my friend. That's your off season. We um, our building is right across the street from Eddie V's, and so we ran into. It was a Friday night. Amy and I were going out. We ran into Charlie Heck leaving our building. He's part of the offensive yeah. line group, and he was walking in. He was he was walking over across the street, and I'm like, "Hey, where are you going?" He's like, "Offensive line dinner over at Eddie V's." It was on a Friday night, and I'm like, "Oh, I said, who's the." Who's the best? Like who when when you when you go out as an offensive line group, like who's the best one as far as like you know you get the good stuff? He's like, oh yeah, Tunsil for sure. <laughs> like you, Tunsil, he's willing to pick up a tab. Um, like I mean, you obviously have to if you're part of the group, but like it, he's he's got no problem footing the bill, which is good because yeah. he's the highest paid one. He makes no bones. If you make no bones about wanting to be the highest paid offensive lineman in football, then by definition you have to be a very very generous provider. For both the wait staff and your teammates at the position group dinner, that particular yeah. night, that particular night, it was a Jimmy Morrissey joint. He told me Jimmy Morrissey was picking up the tab at Eddie V's. Yeah, and usually, like, if I mean, I don't think Kenyon Green would have had to pay that whole tab. That's a there are though. There are some guys, man. Sometimes that gets uh, it gets out of hand, and that's where like, you know, like I always felt like your your duty as a veteran NFL player is supposed to try to teach guys to spend somewhat reasonably and understand that this is a short-term gig and like for guys for guys to stick a guy with like a, a full college tuition for somebody right sibling, it's like it's it's messed up it's really messed up it's messed up and especially because and i hate to i hate to say this but and i think Kenyon green is going to wind up being a good player i hope he will but yeah. you know if if Kenyon green winds up being what he was his rookie year that second contract, Cheddar, ain't going to be there for him. I mean, he'll get a second contract somewhere because he has talent, but he ain't going to get that Quentin Nelson money. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. this might be, this could be Kenyon Green's only huge bag that he gets as a player, and they're sticking him with 50 Gs, at least according to Tunsil's Instagram account. There's also, yeah, there's all kinds of things that uh, a guy might look back on and wonder about. Man, like, how much was that really, uh, that, that, was that, was that worth? Right. Uh, that that should have been, yeah. I wish I, yeah. My biggest one was um, the, I bought like a lifetime dues at a club. I don't want to say anything. That was your splurge? Yeah. Well, at the time, I think it was like transferable, but now it's not. Okay. At a, uh, at a resort. <laughs> You're leaving everybody club. on the edge of their seats as to what exactly. You can get, you get book a massage there for perhaps, for instance. Oh, like okay. Like a place like that where it's a resort and it's a nice pool and workout center and everything. Like the Houstonian. Uh, a place like that. Yes, for yes, yes. 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 Stony would be a great example. <laughs> yeah, it's a great that. example of a right. place that, like, uh, yeah. I got you. Like, oh, yeah, I'll, but I don't think I, yeah. yeah. I got you. <laughs> um, the Athletic did their, uh, the Athletic.com did their all-rookie team. Yeah. They had several writers vote, for, of their writers vote on an all-rookie team. Uh, Kenyon Green and Derek Stingley Jr. did not receive a single vote. They're not even honorable mention on here. Uh, that is probably the biggest question mark hanging over Nick Casario's 
first full, like, real year as the G- His first non-O'Brien affected, massively O'Brien affected. Yeah, I mean, O'Brien, the O'Brien yeah. and Easterby effects were still felt on the cap this year, but that was his first, like, real draft. Your two first-rounders got to get it going next year, man. No yeah. votes for the all-rookie team for your two first-round picks. That's for, crazy. Um, you know, and for, yeah, like, and, and it's not like that's a to, that's not that uncommon, except he had two, it's not that uncommon for a guy to start slow and then end up fine, just like, um, you know, obviously Dwayne Brown was that way. Yeah. But for both of those guys not to get any kind of love at all, uh, that's tough. Derek Stingley, I wonder if Sauce Gardner hadn't been so good, if maybe there would have been a little bit more scrutiny on Derek Stingley that, that could have like, been more nuanced. And But it's just like, oh, yeah, Sauce Gardner's way better. There we go. Bingo. Sauce Gardner, unanimous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were... There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There were eight unanimous picks for the all rookie team, one of which was Jalen Petrie uh, at safety. It was a unanimous pick for the all rookie team for the athletic.com. Okay, so Jalen Petrie is, it's, it's been fun for me to watch people kind of uh, hash this out on social media. I feel like there are people that are either. 100% on board with Jalen Petrie because he broke a record for a number of tackles and picks by a rookie in a season. And then there are other people who are shouting, yeah, but he also broke a record for missed tackles too. Yeah. Um, by, in some regards. Like for some of the advanced stat services that keep track of this stuff, yep. Jalen Petrie had a lot of missed tackles. I am more in the former camp which is that I'm very excited about some of the really good things that Jalen Petrie did. Some of the missed tackles were because he was using poor form, but some of them were also made worse um, because there was just no resistance put up at all by the front seven. Right. Like he was, like he was trying to catch a baby thrown from the 20th floor yep. uh, all by himself down on the, on the tarmac. Absolutely. And it, it just, it was really, really tough sledding for a guy learning how to play deep safety too, which wasn't really the role he was in college. So I give him a bit of a pass on that. He's, I especially like that he's called himself out for it multiple yes. times. Like it's something that I think he improved at. And I think with a better, with a better front seven in front of him, he should get a lot better than that. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly, I was going to say yeah. the reason why I'm optimistic about it is the first guy who would bring up the missed tackles would be yeah. Jalen Petrie, and so he's—I yeah. I, think—he's going to focus on that this offseason. Uh, one of our, yeah, one of our listeners says Stingley was silently good. It is—I mean, he was doing what he was asked to do. Yes, and that's the problem: is that he, he wasn't really asked or tested as much as uh, he should have been. I think yep. I, I would have, in some ways, I would have rather had—I would rather be sitting here being saying, like, "Listen, everybody, yes, he let up a bunch of these huge passes, but." you got to look at the good plays, too. And it was just a lot of the r- bad passes were rookie mistakes where it wasn't – he didn't even get the chance to screw up that bad because he didn't he, – he wasn't tested truly like Sauce Gardner was. I am way more worried about the injury that kept him off the field than whatever I saw from him on the field this year, Derek Stanley. Yeah. I'm way more worried about that. All right. Somebody had, uh, somebody had said, hey, guys, the, uh, the Kenyon Green thing is a tax write-off. And uh, that is it's true. That is a tax write off. So he's only he's only paying thirty thousand. Right. Right. OK. So we subtract thirty five percent from from that huge tab. Great. Was, that guy. That guy. He said he was looking for the response. Um, the Seinfeld response. You don't even know what a write off is. <laughs> you don't even yes. Somebody, you? somebody at that table told Kenyon Green, don't worry, you can write it off. Yeah. And Kenyon was like, okay, I guess. I, I, is, that how, is that how things work? Okay, yeah. He snapped Great. his fingers and said, really? Two bottles yeah. of Screaming Eagle, please. 
Um, all right, uh, headlines. We'll get you updated on the latest with the Texans head coaching search. Two interviews conducted yesterday, and one name that I think I, I'm, I was kind of quietly excited about, cross them off the list for the Texans. We will tell you who that is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Uh, we'll get to headlines in a second. We're getting a lot of texts uh, a little earlier this hour. Seth and I were... Somebody that wants to buy my initiation fee for the Houstonian? No. Uh, <laughs> no, no. It's not, not allowed anymore, I was told. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, um, we know some people over there. Maybe we can get a, an exception done for you. Um, so, uh, we were talking earlier in the show about nostalgia acts, uh, and how, when they play some of their new stuff, how annoying it is. Like you're, you, I'm paying to see you for a reason, Madonna or Brian Adams. Yeah. I don't care about yeah. your new album. We're getting a lot of texts on that. Um, to the trailer wheel and frame text page. Who's the, uh, who's the best? Who's the best in terms of playing the hits? Playing the hits. Um, I, there, it's really more people complaining about it than it is uh, people. Some, somebody props. said sticks. Oh, somebody yeah. They, sticks. Yes. It's they, good for playing the hits. You're right. They did. Someone did say sticks. Um, the, uh, the, right. Sticks is incredible in concert. Best nostalgia one that I've seen. Um, as far as Madonna goes, um, See, this is this is this is a personal shot at her. Eight three seven nine says oh. um, when Madonna finally does come out because I was complaining how she starts her concert super late, like two yeah. three hours late. When she finally comes out, she looks like a mummy corpse. I disagree. Madonna can still shake it up on stage, man. That is the one thing. Like she did make it worth it to stick around the two or three hours based on uh, how she danced around up on stage. She she for her age, that? she looks really really good. What is she doing at this stage of her career that she's not ready to go on time? That's what I don't get. Yeah. Like, what is, like, what is it that she hasn't learned about how to prepare for a show and get ready that she's that she can be three hours late to a show? I think it's a flex on her part. You think so? Yeah. You think her fan? Do her fans kind of expect it? Is that standard? Like, was the place even full at? At kickoff, oh, I'll that's call a good question. I don't remember. I, it's a good. That's a really good. I'll question. call it kickoff because there was about to be a whole bunch of leather dancing around. Up yeah, there, so yeah, yeah, that part was fun. Um, uh, um yeah, I, I would bet. So, but she, so after, did she play 
a bunch of new stuff though too. She did, yeah. She so did. it was like a bunch of electronica. Yeah, that you just didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, someone says uh, six eight five three on the trailer wheel and frame text page says Bob Seger was horrible about that. Played his what? new stuff. Played his new stuff and didn't play his classics. Dude. He and he would be the ultimate nostalgia guy. Oh. Like you just you hear Bob Seeger and it takes you back. Yes. To you know oh, riding yeah. your riding your motorcycle up a mountain and uh like all in my life in my mind I've lived Bob Seeger's life right. as told in song. Right. I was a long haired hippie that was getting guff from the locals at a diner once. It's uh yeah. Turn the page, man. Play your old stuff. Uh, Lamont asks, Sean, have you ever seen Kiss in concert? If so, with or without paint? Okay, oh. now here's the sad thing is I'm old enough to have seen them with paint back in the day. Kiss used to put on a show back in the day. Didn't they? Aren't they back to paint? Though? Are they back to Wasn't paint Wasn't there now? only a small period of time? I think there was only a small period of time okay. that they tried to go straight. Okay. And I, I don't think it worked <laughs> out well. I might I might be wrong on that. No. I'm not sure. No, no, no one... straight as in like no not a no like goes like straight and narrow. <laughs> it just type sounded of, funny. You know, that's that, all. Yeah. 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 I know. I know what you meant. They were never. Nobody ever thought they were a gay band or anything. It's not like yeah. Um, okay. This is someone who listens to the show every day. Eight eight five six. I would trade the number twelve pick if I can get back the number forty pick overall because it's basically a first rounder too. Is that possible? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what. Uh, Jack Easterby would have you believe. Let's see. So starting in 1983 and lasting a few years, Kiss performed Oh Natural. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for from now, so those were the I, I could appreciate why they probably did. They didn't do it from 1983 through 1995 because it probably fell out. Of, like they probably thought like, oh, we're just a big gimmick band. You know, they wanted their music to be taken seriously. <laughs> okay. They're artists. And then Gene Simmons in 1995 was like, you know, guys, like, I kind of miss making money. So yeah, right. let's. You know, that is probably right around the time Napster and everything started mm-hmm. would have been when maybe maybe Gene Simmons saw the writing on the wall. Yep. Because forever, kids, this is what it was in music. You could have one or two hit songs and then live the life of luxury because people bought your vinyl records yeah. um, and then cassette tapes and then CDs. But uh, when everything got digital, all of a sudden guys had to go out and start working for a living again. Right. So I bet that's when uh, I bet that's when they they. The, the, and Gene Simmons is a business genius. He probably realized, like, all right, guys, let's let's get back out on the road and like let's let's put the lipstick on and go. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I don't know if these Sean Payton texts are being spawned by our nostalgia act talk, but they all of the nostalgia act texts are being followed by a bunch of Sean Payton. Um, the Sean Payton. This is three five three eight on the trailer wheel and frame text page. Sean Payton hysteria is giving me twenty eighteen John Gruden vibes. Are you getting Gruden oh. vibes off of the uh, Sean Payton hysteria? I don't know, and I guess there's still question as to if if Gruden didn't have okay, boy, it does if you think about because what I was about to say is if Gruden didn't have total control over personnel like he apparently did with the Raiders, then maybe it would have been okay. Uh, and then I realized, oh yeah, okay, so Peyton, <laughs> Peyton will come in, and what is he going to be like? Now this is where I do think some people are jump leaping to conclusions a little too quickly. You have to remember this. There were, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Saints fans. There were never stories of like, uh, like, uh, of, uh, just horrible dysfunction or disagreement between Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton. They seem to have had a good working relationship as coach and GM for 15 years. So Payton worked alongside a GM for 15 years and, to, to pretty good results. They were pretty, they were aggressive, but it was by design with the salary cap and they massaged it for a long, long time. So I don't think it's a given that 
Sean Payton is coming in and saying, like, nope, this time's going to be different. I got to have complete control. I think that, you know, I, contractually, if it says he has final say or whatever, fine. I think he can work alongside a GM. I don't think he's going to be like Gruden, who, and Gruden had this reputation for a long time, is a guy that was, like, never satisfied with what he had. Like, his quarterback was never good enough, and he always needed to move on to the next thing. But then as soon as he moved on to the next thing, he'd be talking about, like, oh, boy, I really miss Rich Gannon. Boy, he was just the best. But meanwhile, when he had Gannon, Gannon was just a bum. Right. You know, Randall Cunningham, the boy, he's just, I, I can't win with this guy. And then after he leaves, like, oh, boy, those were the days coaching Randall Cunningham. Yep. So um, I don't think that Peyton is that guy. I, I, I So – I, it's it's more nuanced and it's different than Gruden. And Gruden, Gruden didn't, you know, if you look at Gruden's coaching record after he won that Super Bowl with a stacked team, um, it wasn't as impressive as Sean Payton's no, was. No, it definitely was not. All right, let's um, let's get to some headlines. John McClain jumps in top of the hour. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines brought to you by BaywayJeep.com. All right, here's the latest on the Texans' search for a new head coach. They interviewed two candidates yesterday. Ajiro Averro, the um, defensive coordinator for the for the Denver Broncos. Who, Seth, I want to dig into Averro a little bit more in the 8 o'clock hour after we talk to John. There was a really, really good piece on him in The Athletic that – did get me. He's he's a little further down my list of candidates in terms of preference. <clears throat> in part, not, nothing personal with him. In part because he's a defensive coordinator, not an offensive coordinator. But boy, they they um, the advance the advancements that Denver's defense, both at a team level and a bunch of individuals made on his watch, is impressive. We'll get to that. But he he completed his interview. Thomas Brown, the assistant head coach for the Los Angeles Rams, thirty six years old. He completed his interview yesterday with the Texans. A, a name we can cross off the list yeah. that I know some people were excited about. Ben Johnson, the OC for the Detroit Lions, feels there is unfinished business in Detroit. That is a team on the uptick. He is going back to his offensive coordinator position with the Lions. So Thomas Brown is a Thomas Brown and Ejiro Eviro are both intriguing ones. Eviro is the more conventional candidate in that he was a defensive coordinator this year for the Broncos. The defense actually played very, very well until everything kind of unraveled at the very end. And, and a lot of people have tabbed him as a guy that seems to, he's going places. But I think this is his first go round with the cycle. I think he gets his name out there. It's a fun name to say, but it's a hard one to kind of latch onto. I actually had to write it down. Maybe ten times before it was like natural for me to say Ejiro Ivero. Do you, do you flip the V and the J in the like? Do you sometimes call him? Yes, Ejiro Ejiro Ejiro. Yeah, I wish yeah. I just hadn't said that. Oh damn it! Sorry about All that. that Work's gone. Sorry about that. Okay, uh, so Ee is his first time through the cycle, and I do think that was. Um, I think it's a legitimate interview in that. For perhaps, I think Ivero might be one of those guys where. If a couple of their favored candidates don't get landed, they might really consider Evero. Like he is buttoned up. In uh, like he's if you watch him in press conferences, you'd think like, okay, this guy he, he doesn't seem like he doesn't seem like he has all that per- much personality. But when you see him around the players, he's very animated. Um, he has he worked with Dom Capers as a consultant this year because he had a staff. This is a good thing that I really like about Evero. He had a staff 
of five assistant coaches on his defense that had a combined seven years NFL experience. So they brought in Dom Capers to kind of work with him because he was running Fangio's offense. Capers and Fangio go way back. Um, and, and he did very well with that. Thomas Brown is a, a very much a mystery, like in a very intriguing way, in that Sean McVay selected him to be his assistant head coach these last two seasons, but with no coordinating experience, just based on uh, like motivational ability alone, apparently. Communication, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's got all those kind of it factor attributes, and you wonder with Sean McVay, He's kind of vacillating on whether or not he even wants to coach anymore. If I don't know if he chose Thomas Brown almost to be his coach in waiting or to be the interim coach if he had to bail out in the middle of the season. Yep. I, so who knows what the hell's going on there. But it's intriguing that, that this is a guy that Sean McVay chose. Brown, of all the candidates that are on the list, and by the way, D'Amico Ryan's interviews later this week, I believe on Friday, Sean Payton interviewed over Zoom earlier this week. So they're getting these knocked out. I, the, of all the ones that they've requested interviews with, the only ones that we've not heard what the situation is with their interview, whether it's taking place or is going to take place, is I haven't seen when Kafka is interviewing with the Tech. I'm not saying it's not out there. I just haven't seen it. Mike Kafka, the OC for the Giants. Back to Thomas Brown for a second. Of all the candidates, Seth, he is the one that I am most interested in his staff um, and who he would assemble for his staff because he does not coordinate, as you pointed out. He's not a coordinator on offense or defense. He's a tight ends coach. So he's somebody that you can't – when you look at him of all these candidates, like I can look at Steichen and go, okay, well, I kind of know what the offense is going to look like. Or I can look at uh, Iviro and say, okay, well, I, I know what the defense is going to look like. They, they're the coordinators. Thomas Brown I'm most intrigued by because he would, you know, theoretically and actually, he's unless he's all of a sudden going to start pl- calling plays as a former tight ends coach, he needs to find an OC and a DC. That's concerning, I guess, or at least it's something that I'm curious about. I think the thing that would get me excited is that he probably plucks a guy or two away from the McVay staff, and the McVay staff has had a pretty decent history uh, over the. You know that that's Sean McVay seems to hire guys that have aspirations to be coaches someday. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, that goes back to the old, um, you know. Parcells tree has been really good, and yet the Belichick tree has been miserable. Uh, the, the Bill Walsh tree has been pretty damn impressive. Yep. I think some guys just hire guys who are uh, have head coach personality traits. Yes, and and Belichick doesn't. Belichick Belichick hires guys with, that have seemingly personality traits, kind of like his own, which is uh, he's. He's the exception, not the rule, when it comes to guys with that personality working out as head coaches. Okay, someone points this out. 7085 points this out on the trailer wheel and frame text page. David Culley was an assistant head coach for the <laughs> yeah. Chiefs and the Ravens. Okay, Assistant right. head coach should mean nothing, is what they say. Yeah, and that's, that's a very good point. I think there's a difference, though, and a lot of times that is almost just either a nod to a guy, either get his name in the ring, or it's an older coach, typically – um, who either maybe wants to have it on his resume or it's a way to get a pay raise or whatever it might be. Or genuinely, like I think when Romeo Cornell was the assistant head coach with the Texans, it was because Bill O'Brien wanted a guy who just could be a, a mentor in some respects and a guy that kind of, you know, maybe has a can fill in some of the blind spots for Bill O'Brien. That's This situation just feels a little bit different. Yes. And I, I agree with you. The assistant head coach designation in and of itself means almost nothing. you got to look at it by circumstance. And that's, this one's a little bit different than almost the other, uh, all the other assistant head coach guys out there. Yep. Um, 1365. Okay, this text read funny to me, but I, I, after reading it a second time, I know what he means. Uh, or she. 
one three six five on the trailer wheel and frame text page. Mike Kafka, this is all it says. Kafka won't interview while they're alive. And I'm like, well, that is drastic. While who's alive? He won't interview. Like, you read that, I'm like, well, the McNairs? I won't interview with them while they're alive. I'll tell you that right now. What the texter means, I'm sure, is while the the Giants are still active in the postseason. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just my glitchy brain. I'm like, wow. Well, he had said that that he wasn't going to interview this week. I did, did he say the entire playoffs? I don't know. Okay. That's I, I remember hearing something about that during the telecast of the Vikings game about Kafka. I just yeah. I should have been paying closer attention, but I just thought the text read kind of funny. Kafka won't interview could. while they're alive, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was non-binary, perhaps. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, that's pretty impressive. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a cutsy move for an NFL coordinator. <laughs> that's his pronoun. So, I think um, – no, I think both uh, – because uh, – uh, Wink there isn't Martindale isn't interviewing either the Giants uh, th- this week. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna hold off until after the playoffs completely or not, or maybe the texture is just assuming that the Giants are gonna lose this week. Maybe, maybe the Colts have requested permission to talk to Wink Martindale, the DC of the um, yeah. of the Giants. Um, so that's where we are with the Texans head coaching search. You're listening to KLT and KLT HD two and Odyssey Station. Um, other headlines. Uh, Monty Austin Fort is the new GM in Arizona. I think why that's relevant to Texan fans is that there was a report out there yesterday, or at least a, a rumor swirling yesterday, that Sean Payton may not have been all that enamored with the fact that the Cardinals went ahead and hired a GM before interviewing him for the head coaching job. All right. You know, Sean Payton's starting to wear on me a little bit. Is he? I, he may have run his stay here in Houston. <laughs> it, yeah. I'm like, all right, Sean, is this porridge too is this porridge too cold for you? Is this GM too hot? Okay. All right, listen, you are you're an employee of your future organization, okay? Yes. You're yeah. not you're not the boss of any of us. So just step in line. Remember those stories about Jim Harbaugh going to interview for the Minnesota job last year? Yes. And it the reports were that Harbaugh walked in like, huh, job's mine if I want it. Yep. And people there were like, oh, all right. Jim, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, and, uh, it rubbed people the wrong way. Turned a lot of people off. Absolutely. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month. with Eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.